You ready to podcast, Kev? Well, not really. Look at the state of this studio. It is filthy. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to have to fire the cleaning lady. We don't have a cleaning lady. Well, we could hire one and then fire her. Hmm, I'll make the call. Yes? Hi, Grace. I've got some good news. Woohoo! And some bad news. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. How did she take it? Not well. Yeah, and we haven't fixed the cleaning problem either. What about if we stuck a load of bottles of cleaning products in the middle of the room and set light to it? Hmm, we can only try. Do it! Yeah, that looks loads better. Cat Noir, welcome. Sit silly and side by shade side in the absurd. city is reborn. I am always watching. Sticks without trees swarm my journey. Breathing is functional rather than being understood as the miracle that it is. Time means nothing here. No one has time. Yet time has us all. I stop. I pause my ambition. I take it all in. Passing moments are faster than the fleeting greetings between the crowd. Breathing takes time, yet no one has time to breathe. The lungs of the city feel heavy. It's 6.43am. Okay, Stella, we're now three weeks behind on this album. We, we really need to pick up the pace considerably. Ian, I'm so sorry you spent so much time in intensive care. I was so worried about you. It's good to see you back up and back to work, darling. Thanks, Stella. I appreciated the grapes. It was the least I could do, darling. Okay, Are we good to go on this one? We're doing Stand By Me. It's Stand By Me. Absolutely. Okay, ready then. Running. Baby, 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 stand by me. Stella, Stella, what was that? There's no baby in the song. It's it's darling. Say darling. Yes, darling. No, no, in in the song. Say darling. Okay, darling, no problem. Sorry, Ian, I will go again. Yep, I'm sure you will. Baby, 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 stand by Stella, me. stop. What, darling? I said the right words this time. No, you said baby four times. No, darling, Look, I didn't. Just know. get it right, Stella, please. We are three weeks behind. Oh, okay, and okay, I sing less baby. I hate to ask, have you ever heard this song before? No, I thought I had. It's by Ben E. King. Benjamin? Ben E. King. Benjamin? Ben E. King. Benjamin? Ben E. King. Benjamin? No, it's, it's Ben E. King. I've never heard of him. It, it's Ben E. King, you know, one of the drifters. Never heard of him. Look, it doesn't matter. We are so behind. Please, please just sing this correctly so we at least have one song in the can. Okay, Ian, I am sorry. I will get this right. Okay. Running. Stella! Stella! What? What? Unbelievable. Darling, do you have any wet wipes? Oh, sir, I'm Dexter from House Eaters. Uh, I'm sorry, who? Dexter, House Eaters. We spoke on the phone. Oh, you're the chap who telephoned me offering to eat my house. Yeah, that's right, sir. We made an appointment for today. Mr Goodwin, innit? Uh, well, I am Mr Godwin. Um, but to be honest, I thought the whole thing was just a practical joke. 
Ah, uh, you'd be forgiven for that. A lot of people say the same, but we've actually been in business 25 years now. The business of eating people's houses. That's right, from chimney top down to the very foundation. But why? I mean, the whole thing is ludicrous. What possible purpose could there be for your business to even exist? Oh, people have loads of different reasons for wanting their houses torn down, sir. Repurposing of the land, sell it, build something new. Yes, yes, I, I understand demolishing a house, but why on earth would you eat it? It's clean, it's swift, it's a far smaller carbon footprint when all said and done. An important factor in these times of ever-growing environmental awareness, sir. Yes, but it's absurd. You can't physically eat a house. It's impossible. Ah, uh, not for my team. We've got very hardy stomachs. We've had top training from the best in the circus business. And Roy from our team, he was on record breakers. No, not not, not that Roy. No, he got to meet Chris Akabusi. We're absolutely certified. Given the circumstances, that would seem plausible. But for the sake of curiosity, how would you even go about such a thing? Well, we tend to set up the scaffolding, start at the top and tuck in, work our way down. We often have a little competition between the teams. So you can finish their part first, keeps the daylight, sir, makes us smile. And... How long would it take? Well, let's do a quick doorstep summary of your house. What we got here? Semi-detached, no garage, three bedrooms? That's right. Upstairs bathroom, downstairs loo? Correct. Kitchen, lounge, dining room? Well, lounge, yes, but a, a kitchen, dining room. Quite, quite large. Yeah. Four days. To eat an entire house. Are you serious? Well, that's just a rough estimate without coming in to do a complete evaluation. But you know, that's the average rate for a three bed semi-detached. Four days. You could expect some variance pending, you know, flooring, furniture, bathroom style, kitchen appliances, type of heating system, that sort of thing. But four days is the usual for this type of place. You'd eat the furniture too. Anything you leave behind, sir, would dispose of the whole lot for you. By eating it? Right down to the last screw and wood chip. But, I, I mean, that's ludicrous. You, you don't know what I've got indoors. I might have hundreds of cans of paint and varnish and creosote and bleach. Look, if I'm honest with you, Mr Godwin, that would likely increase the bill. But that's not the point. You can't eat paint. It would kill you. Nah, that's no trouble, sir. Most of the lads are signed off on chemicals and hazardous materials. Chris finished stripping an asbestos factory last week. Took him ten days, but he wolfed a lot. But... Asbestos is incredibly poisonous. Not for Chris. Mind you, you didn't want to be in the van with him, if you know what I mean, sir, afterwards. Windows fully open for a few days if you catch my drift. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. The whole thing is completely preposterous. That's a shame. You wouldn't be interested in a full quote then after all, Mr Goodwin. Uh, Mr Godwin. And I'm quite comfortable with my house the way it is, thank you very much. But, just because Marjorie will no doubt want to know when I tell her about all of this later on, how much would it cost? Well... Again, doorstep evaluation, three bed semi, no garage, I don't know your heating or flooring types, but I'd imagine somewhere around nine to eleven thousand pound mark. You're serious? As I say, it's a doorstep figure, but I expect it to be around that ballpark. You sure I can't tempt you to go ahead and use our services today? You mean, do I want my house to be eaten for between nine and eleven thousand pounds? Ballpark figure, sir. No, thank you. But I assure you that if ever in the future I do need to dispose of my house in a clean, swift fashion... Don't forget environmentally friendly, sir. Indeed. If ever the need for such services do arise in my life, you will literally be the first person that comes to mind. Well, that's all I could ask for. Well, actually, I do have one more question. Oh? Have you got any custard? Custard? Well, it's just that I'm starting work on a ground floor flat a couple of streets over in half an hour, and I completely forgot to bring any sauces or condiments with me. Um... I'm going to close the door now. Good day. 
boy. Looks like you're going to have to pop down the mini mart, mate. This is Digging Deeper. I'm Dale Allen. Tonight, I'm joined by Daniel, whose once-in-a-lifetime dream trip to Australia was brought shatteringly back to Earth by the unscrupulous practice of one Dr. Carlos Kennedyus. Let's dig deeper. Daniel, thanks for coming on my show. Yeah, hi Dale. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I think it's important we try and raise some public awareness, uh, just hopefully to prevent anything like this happening to anyone else. Daniel, why not tell me what happened? Well, I always wanted to see Australia, like you said, uh, and I finally got my chance last year. Amazing country, Dale. Just beautiful. No, no. No one cares about that part. What went wrong? Well, uh, I was out in the Northern Territory for a few weeks, uh, right out in the middle of nowhere, um, and I met this guy who recognised just how in love with the country I fell, and he said he'd like to surprise me with a very unique souvenir to take home. Souvenir? Yeah, that's right, Dale. I knew he was a doctor, so I thought perhaps he meant like an Aboriginally inspired tattoo or a spiritually significant piercing or even like a ceremonial scarring. I see. And what did he do? He grafted a didgeridoo to my face. Diabolical. Oh, don't get me wrong, Dale. It's beautiful. Uh, It's a lovely design with lots of ornate carvings. And in that regard, I'm really happy. Yes, but what about on a more practical day-to-day level? Well, that's where it all falls apart, sadly. I mean, right from the word go, it's been a constant source of difficulty. The airline had concerns about flying me back home again. They agreed in the end, but I couldn't use the in-flight toilet. Why not? I couldn't fit all the way in with the door shut. It made for an uncomfortably long flight home. I didn't drink a single thing for the whole journey. And since you've been back in the UK? Daily challenge, Dale. Every day. People stare at me, it's difficult to eat, and if I look upward when it's raining, I nearly drown myself. Yes, I can see that. I mean, visually, it's certainly a prominent fixture of your person. What are the wheels on the end for? Stabilisers, Dale. He said they'd help me get around more easily, so that I wouldn't have to hold it with my hands everywhere I go. And I mean, in that regard, Dr. Kennedyus was a godsend. He really does consider all the minor details with his surgery. Yes, but you do have a didgeridoo attached to your face. Oh, you don't have to tell me, Dale. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm reminded. Have you thought about having it removed? I have. But Dr Kennedy has talked of spiritual significance, and to be perfectly honest, although the didgeridoo is something of an obvious struggle, I'd rather not upset karma any further by offending the gods. Well, the calls are lighting up in here, which is something of a first because this isn't a call-in show. In fact, there isn't even a phone in the studio. Go ahead, caller, you're inexplicably on the air. Oh, hi, Dale. My name's Claire. I've just been listening and I literally spilled my tea at Daniel's story because I went to Australia and I too was ultimately subjected to Dr. Kennedyus's unusual souvenir surgery. Okay, what happened to you, Claire? Dr. Kennedyus promised me a very personalised souvenir, which he said I would carry with me always and be forever reminded of the country alive in my heart. And what did he do? He... He rearranged my entire digestive system, so now I can only eat eucalyptus leaves like a koala bear. Yes. How has this affected you? 
Well, going out is difficult now. Restaurants tend not to have eucalyptus on the menu, and no one really understands that I can't eat a full meal anymore. I more sort of need to graze periodically throughout the day and sometimes just lay around in trees for hours digesting. Work haven't been understanding at all. You think that's bad? I can only kiss my wife from seven feet away. Claire, what advice would you have for anyone visiting Australia who might be considering Dr Kennedy as his postcard surgery? I'd say to really think about it before committing and paying him. I mean, really think. Not just the romantic ideology of the moment, but to really think about how it might affect you in the months and years to come when travel is a memory and the complexion of day-to-day realities require serious consideration. At the very least... I'd advise to ask Dr Kennedy as what the surgery might be before he administers the anaesthetic. Yeah, good advice, Claire. I'd have to agree. I really wish I'd asked what he planned to do before I let him do it. And that brings us to the end of this evening's episode of Digging Deeper. You've joined me tonight with two absolute cretins who may or may not have a valuable lesson for us all regarding travel. Daniel, before we finish, I have to ask, and I'm sure you've been asked this many times already, but can you actually play the didgeridoo? Oh, I get asked that all the time, Dale. Every day. So, can you? No. I mean, I practice all the time, but it just sounds like diarrhoea. Can you give us a sound now? (laughs) You're right. That really does sound like diarrhoea. Um, Perhaps you'd be kind enough to play us out. So, thanks once again for joining me on this rather flatulent episode of Digging Deeper. I'm Dale Allen. I'll see you all again next week. Probably with some real journalism. Or, knowing the researchers on this show, probably not. Good night. Good afternoon. I'm Biscuit Crunch, and this is the news on the hour. We are receiving news that a heron has become trapped within the latest episode of Cat Noir. Stay with us for further news as and when it happens. Good evening, Mr. Clark. I am your robot butler, Kelvin. Yep. Hi, Kelvin. You know you don't need to tell me that every time I come home from work. You've been active for nearly six months now, and please call me Alfie. Yes, Mr. Alfie. I've been busy today. I've been to the shops and prepared spaghetti bolognese for tonight's meal. Sounds great. I've also replaced many of the utensils and white goods in the kitchen, as I have found these to be outdated and unused. That's great, Kelvin. The old kitchen did need a bit of a spruce up. I have put no pine trees in the kitchen, but I've also replaced many of the utensils and white goods. Yeah, okay, Kelvin. I got that the first time. I've also been in the garage and replaced many of your hand and power tools so as to build efficiency when you are engaged in DIY. Excellent news. I'm sure Black & Decker will be dining out on that for years to come. No one will be dining out on hand and power tools. I have... However, replace many of the utensils and white goods in the kitchen. Yes, Kelvin, I think we've been here before. Did you fill the car up for me? I have taken the car to the garage and filled it with oil. You're supposed to put it in the engine, Kelvin. I have made an error. I will now self-destruct 10, 9, 8, 7, Kelvin, no. Self-destruct deactivated. Just take it back tomorrow, get it cleaned out and fill the petrol tank with petrol. Yes, I understand. Did you get flowers from my wife? Yes, I gave her a self-raising flower. She was confused. Flowers, Kelvin. You know the pretty part of a plant? I have made an error.
I want to know. Self-destruct. 10, 9, 8, Calvin, 7, no, no. Self-destruct deactivated. Did you at least hoover the carpets? I threw them from the upstairs window, but they would not stay static in the air. Gravity was against me. Hover. Right. I said hoover. I have made an error. I want to know. Self-destruct. No, no, Calvin, 10, no, don't. You don't worry about it. You can just hoover them tomorrow. Self-destruct deactivated. Did you at least get me a beer? There is a cold one in the fridge. What the... You did say bear. I don't know about you, but I like to be healthy. And what's more healthy than eating your greens? I love vegetables. But there's something I like even more. And that's deep fried vegetables. Here at Uck It Up, we deep fry everything. There's nothing better than a deep fried cucumber sandwich. Everything. Sorry, how much is that vase in the window? Everything. Hi, I've come to pick up that bookcase. Everything. I'd like to test drive the new Nissan Duke. Everything. John, have you seen the dog? Everything. Where's Grandma? We deep fry everything. Further information has been released around today's top story. Earlier in this episode, it was revealed a heron had become trapped between sketches. It seems the bird has become distressed at being lost in the edit of a comedy podcast and has been appearing periodically, attempting to escape this audible prism. We now have this special report from Insert Nam here, who is at the scene. Insert. Thanks, Biscuit. I'm here on the set of Topical Comedy Podcast, Cat Noir, where rumours abound that a heron has become stuck in between sketches. This is obviously an unprecedented ecological disaster. And to that end, the production team have called in the only specialist Heron retrieval team in the whole of the United Kingdom. The plan is to remove all traces of the Heron audibly, in the hope this will set the bird free in the real world. Leading the team is Professor Howdy Dewitt. Well, this is a real pickle. Thankfully, this is all a work of fiction. If this had been of reality, we would have all been screwed. These animals hate being unable to relax at night after a hard day's sea dwelling, and without enough food, of course the fish will suffer malnutrition, and we can't allow that to happen. Sorry? Fish? Yes, herring's a fish, and we are here to save the herring. Oh, it's a heron. Oh. Oh, not again. You would not believe the amount of times this happens. You are joking. You are able to remove the heron. No, don't know a thing about them. So it seems even the experts are stumped. It looks like the Heron will stay trapped for the time being. Biscuit, it's back to you in the studio. Thanks, Insert. And now, one of those jolly reports they put at the end of the news to make you forget all the horrible things that are going on in the world. A chocolate factory worker fell into a large vat of blancmange. Luckily, he was able to swim to safety. Good night. Wurzel's Chocolate Now available in Blamange flavour Welcome back to Who Am I? Charlie and Jim have reached the final question If they get this right they will win one million pounds Charlie, Jim, are you ready? I'm ready we're going to do this, Charlie. And the final question is to name this famous person. Charlie, you will be giving the clues to Jim. Jim, you just need to guess the famous Ron. Your time starts now. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's short. Ronnie Corbett. Now not that short, but he wears glasses. Ronnie Barker. Now taller than that, doesn't always wear glasses. What? Give me a little more Charlie, Hellboy. That's right. Ron Perlman. He was like the president. Ronald Reagan. Of directing. Ron Howard. His own career. Where are you going with this, Charlie? He plays guitar. Ronnie Wood. I think. What, in his spare time? Probably, yeah. Charlie! He was snookered. What, Ronnie O'Sullivan? When the police caught him on Ronnie, a train. What, Ronnie Biggs? A train he uses to get to work. So does everyone, Charlie. He has slick black hair. Ronnie Cray. Like Fagin. Ron, Ron Moody. There's three of them, and they're rappers from the 80s, and they did a song with Aerosmith. What? I'm sorry you're out of time. And the answer is... Ron DMC. And you join us here on the red carpet for the cast reunion of the 60s and 70s movie franchise, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, they're basically shit everywhere. You've been listening to Cat Noir. This episode was written, performed, recorded and produced by Kevin Chilvers and Matt Sanders with editing by Gary the Trainee Sound Engineer and the guest announcer was me. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, then please seek immediate medical attention or follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. Join us next time for more of this. You bastards! We deep fry everything. The Cat Noir podcast is sponsored by Zapsplat.com. It's where we get nearly all of our sound effects from.